story mate so yeah. you started out as a, as a young preacher and then mm. you where, where did you end up after brisbane did you do bible college somewhere in brizzy or uh, did you... well, i did brisbane i did uh, bible college rather in graceville down on the banks of the river in graceville the assemblies of god had a bank a bible college there that had been going for many years um it got flooded down the river in the 74 floods um so i graduated just a year before that and um uh yeah did two years there 
Okay. And then where did you end up in ministry after that? Yeah, I was invited, and again, it's a long story, we don't have time for it, but um, I was invited to become assistant pastor of what was then called Clemsig Assemblies of God, um, which is now called Influences Church, went through the paradise stage. Um, and so, yeah, I came down to work with Andrew Evans in that church as his assistant. Now, many of our listeners would be aware of Andrew Evans, who obviously pastored Paradise Church, which is now Influences, which was the largest Pentecostal church in Australia for many years. Yeah, uh, it was actually the largest church for some time. Largest church, time. full stop, yeah. Uh, and yeah. he also founded the Family First Party, didn't he? Uh, yes, he did. Actually, um, uh, I ran that campaign that got him elected. Um, I was part of all the initial meetings of setting it all up and everything, and then I, uh, Laureen and I ran the campaign out of our own lounge room. I'd, I'd get up at about 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock, start answering emails. Then by the time I finished that, the phone would ring, and then by the time I finished taking some of those phone calls, there'd be a knock on the door, and I'd go there and think, oh, no, I'm still in my pyjamas. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we, we ran the campaign out of our house, and uh, it was exciting to see Andrew get elected. And now, of course, they've got... And he's retired from it now, but in South Australia, we have two candidates in our upper house, uh, two members rather in our upper house, and there's one in the federal parliament representing South Australia. Well, they've certainly made history family first and yeah. uh, really influenced a lot of decisions uh, for our nation yeah. over the years. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, praise God for the Christians that have been raised up and, and the family values, uh, you yeah. know, practitioners that have been a part of that wonderful movement. And you've pastored at this church for a long time, and uh, it's it's really well-known uh, Influences Church now. Uh, pastor Ashley Evans is the, the senior pastor there now. And uh, But there's people, you know, if I could name drop a little bit, uh, you, you were pastoring Guy Sebastian for a while, and you knew him before Idol and after Idol. What was he like before Idol? Uh, he was a great singer, lovely guy. Um, I, I like to say that um, Guy was a backing singer for me. Um, <laughs> And and there's truth in that. Look, I try not to lie, but I do like to to uh, use the truth to my advantage. Um, yeah, guy, guy um, was a, one of the worship singers uh, in the church, and I was a, one of the key worship leaders in the church. So very often we worked together. And I don't look. I don't want to make that a bigger deal than it was. And to be honest, guy wasn't a standout because paradise as it was then had loads of incredible singers and there was probably four or five could have gone for idol but he was the one that jumped out of the bottle and had a go and congratulations to him that he he got through on that and um you know i wasn't directly his pastor obviously he was a youth and we had youth pastor i think russell would have spent a lot more time with him russell evans um and then paul there was uh, paul there who was our creative director at that time uh, actually chaplained, if you like, um, Guy through the experience. Every day I could hear, he was in the next office to me, I could hear him on the phone to Sydney talking to Guy, praying with him, counselling, advising him and so on. What, an, what a great story of uh, how a church had supported him. And, and, and really, let's face it, a lot of well-known uh, you know, winners of Idol and X Factor and Australia's Got Talent and you know, all around the world, they got their start in church and they learned to sing and, yeah. and, and got groomed and trained in church. And now God's given them a bigger platform to, to shine on a, on a bigger stage. There was one year when six out of the ten Idol finalists were out of Pentecostal churches. Yeah, incredible uh, statistic. Uh, one of the other guys uh, is Henry Seely, who's one of my yeah. favourite worship leaders and, and singer-songwriters. He, he was a, uh, part of the worship team too, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Henry was always an incredible... Once he gave his life to Jesus, came to the church, he, he, I think he got saved prior to Paradise, but, um, yeah, an incredible musician. But, yeah, the thing about Henry, and this is what I always look for, talent, you know, talent's a, a, a temporary thing. Um, the thing about Henry is a beautiful spirit. 
had a magnificent spirit of worship, of love for God, a humble, submissive spirit. And, you know, your talent will get you somewhere, but it's your character and spirit that keep you there. Wonderful, mate. Now, you moved on from there to Salt Church. Uh, you've been senior pastor there for a number of years. You've got three campuses. And uh, how did the name come about? I'm curious, Salt Church? Yeah, when we came and had another name that was a more local name, and, and we felt that uh, we wanted to expand, we wanted to plant churches and, and, and so on, and that the name that we had, like calling yourself um, Stafford or Churnside, you can't exactly go to Kelvin Grove and have <laughs> Stafford Church Kelvin Grove, you know. <laughs> So we decided we wanted to find something more characteristic of who we were. Um, and eldership and board tossed it around and came up with the name Salt. I hated it. Um, <laughs> and uh, in the end, they were all so strong. And I said, look, guys, you're all wise people. If that's what you want, I'll vote with you. But I, I don't like it. I woke up about two days later and the Holy Spirit said to me, go down to the salt pans. We've got an area in Adelaide where they evaporate water, seawater, and get the salt and use it. And um, it's a very well-known area. And I, I felt the Holy Spirit say, go down there and, and do a video clip on the purposes of salt. And so I went and did a whole lot of research and discovered that salt has 16,000 known uses. It's impossible, apart from the fact that there is salt in what you eat and there is salt in your body. It's Even apart from that, it is impossible for you to go through a day without touching something to do with salt. The colouring in your clothes has got salt in it. The concrete you're walking on has got salt in it. The lino on your floor, the carpet on your floor, the, you know, it's all got salt in it. And uh, so many, 16,000 uses. And as I began to see that, I began to see how impacting salt is in our community. And we are supposed to be the salt of the earth. And uh, so I just felt this is the name. And so I coined a little phrase, our name will repeatedly remind us of our purpose. Oh, that's and fantastic. And I love it now. It's me. You know, that's who I am. I'm also uh, curious to know about your new role. Uh, you're now the uh, state president of the Australian Christian Churches. And it was interesting. Yeah. We, we had some laughs on the Israel tour because Pastor Daryl Potts was there as well, who was also the vice president. Yeah. Um, shouldn't you guys have come up with some kind of deal where you weren't on the same plane and traveling? Oh, to, the, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was totally against protocol. As that plane went down, the whole of future of South Australia was totally jeopardized. By the way, it was really funny. He was making it a bit difficult to get the plane off the ground at one stage because the um, hostess was trying to get us all seated and he was still fiddling around putting his bags up in the thing and I called across the aisle to him and I said, Mr. Vice President, will you behave yourself and sit down? <laughs> and like a flash, the girl on LL says, yes, Mr. Vice President, will you please sit down? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but um, hey, I, I really value... Look, it was phenomenal for us two to be together, though, you know, it left a bit of a hole back here, but they survived without us. Um, no man's indispensable. But I was so thrilled to be with Daryl on that trip because though we know each other and we've had a bit to do with each other, we haven't really had personal time together. And there was many times when we'd be walking through uh, a, a biblical scene somewhere and we were talking intimately together, you know, and it was, so we've really got to know each other well. But, yeah, um, at the beginning of this year, they appointed me as the uh, president of the Assemblies of, or the Australian Christian Churches in South Australia. Um, I think what happens around this place is that they've got all these hats and they've got to find a rack to put them on, and they're on the rack. Um, <laughs> uh, you're a humble man. That's good to know. Uh, now, you're also um, just fresh back from Israel, and uh, one of my highlights from the trip, I do have to say, Paul, was when you preached to our tour, 14 of us, 
uh, in Cana, outside where Jesus turned the water into wine. Uh, it was funny, there's all these shops there that sell wedding wine at Cana. I thought that was interesting. Uh, but you, you preached a great word there, and I, was, and I thought, wow, this guy's amazing. And I, re- I was really impacted by it. That was certainly one of my highlights. What would be uh, some of your highlights from the tour? I'm surprised you don't remember that you preached that sermon. I just borrowed the notes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Look, for me, the whole trip was in many ways a highlight. Somebody said that it takes the black and white pages of the Bible and puts colour on them uh, when you go to Israel. Um, But I think if I try to nail some highlights down, one of them was that um, uh, day of prayer for the peace of Jerusalem. Um, That all, as you know, that all came about very accidentally that we ended up there in that meeting. Um, but I just loved it so much, and I just touched God. I just remember one stage, I don't know how long it was for, but I was just lost in God, worshipping with tears streaming down my face. They tell me somebody had a TV camera stuck in my face, but I never saw the thing, you know. Um, I just loved that. That was just an amazing highlight, looking out over the city of Jerusalem. I think um, one of my big highlights was the Valley of Boaz in Bethlehem, when I realized that here was where Boaz and Ruth met, they had a little baby called Obed. Obed is the father, grandfather of um, David. David was born and anointed king there. And then he's the great, 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 whatever of Jesus. And Jesus is born there because Herod said, you have to go back to the place of your lineage. And so Joseph and Mary had to go back to the valley of Boaz to register. And when I, all of those stories collided for me, three of the great stories of the Bible collided. That was just incredible for me. Um, look, to stand in the brook where David picked up, wasn't that amazing? Picked up the five stones to go after Goliath, you know? Um, oh, look, how can you, how can you pick a highlight? That, it was just amazing. The Wailing War, um, was just to go and pray. And I, I spent 10 minutes with my head against that wall, just weeping before God, repenting, actually, because if you remember, the night we went to the Wailing Wall was Yom Kippur, and it was actually at the Day of Atonement, and it was the, it's a day of national repentance. And so I decided I'm going to repent. I don't know what for, but I'm going to repent for not repenting. Uh, and I just got lost again in, in 10 minutes of weeping before God as I realized I stand before a holy God uh, and I need to be uh, willing to repent before him. And then, we, I don't know if you were with us, we went back for the tour of that underground tunnels. Yeah, you know, I, didn't go, I didn't go that night, but I, I, I remember going last year and you actually yeah. got to touch the Lord, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I got to, <laughs> they, they brought out, uh, they were dedicating or christening or whatever they do, blessing. 17 um, of those things that contain the Torah, uh, a family were giving them to the Israeli Defense Forces. And, um, yeah, and, and we found out what was going on. And I asked, could I take a photo? And ended up being allowed to stand there touching it with my wife, which blew my mind that they would let a, a mere lady stand there, you know, because there's a whole lot of that stuff goes on over there that males and females are allowed and not allowed and so I got this magnificent photo of both Laurie and I standing there next to the, the scroll container of the Torah with the scrolls in it and I was just overawed because I thought this is a unique experience and I love the word, there's nothing in the world other than Jesus like the word of God and um, I just love the word and to be part of that and I don't think everybody gets to do that so I was really blessed by that. 
Pastor Paul Newsham, I reckon you're a history maker. I really appreciate uh, your time with us on the radio. And if people want to find about your church in South Australia, the website is saltchurch.com.au. And you can find out more information about your ministry there and the three campuses you have in South Australia. Uh, God bless you, mate. Good to talk to you again. And maybe we'll see each other next year in Jerusalem. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. Also Kate Brax, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.